Hey, welcome back to this week on Round Guy Radio. I'm John Bain, host of Southeast Iowa Today on Round Guy Radio. And my partner in podcast is with me, Mr. Southeast Iowa himself, Dave Johnson. Dave, welcome to the program. And what do you got coming up on this edition? Well, we got a couple of great guests for us. Uh, we got sports with Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union, who was who gave us a great report on the uh, Southeastern Conference Golf Tournament that was in Fort Madison, and we're going to hear uh, a lot about that. We've got uh, stand-up comedian extraordinaire and filmmaker extraordinaire, and my good friend Don Trenagle. You might know him as Donzilla. Uh, he's gonna. He just made a. His last movie is called Flirts, and it's based in Waterloo, Iowa. And uh, we're going to hear about that. And uh, we might slip in there and talk a little bit about football. Uh, but that, that's great. But, John, uh, you made a major breakthrough uh, as I have struggled to figure out how to load video up. But you did it. You you put out your own first uh, John Bain uh, uh, Southeast Iowa Today video. Uh, tell our listeners how you were able to accomplish that and uh, what they're going to see if they watch this video. Well, yeah, we're uh, actually bringing pictures, moving pictures to our podcast on that episode of Southeast Iowa Today. It's called, uh, uh, what is it called? Walking, what was it called? Walking Timber and Hunting Mushrooms, something like that. And uh, it's nice because uh, my buddy from Davenport, Iowa, Steve Simmons, was down here in Southeast Iowa yesterday, and we did some mushroom hunting. And uh, Steve and I have been hunting mushrooms for a long time, and and Steve is a good storyteller. And I was able to uh, shoot video as he and I were traipsing through an undisclosed location of timber in Southeast Iowa, (laughs) finding mushrooms. And uh, so, yeah, I was able to uh, really show the the beauty of Southeast Iowa timber and uh, the fun and the excitement of, of morel mushroom hunting. And it came about just because you and I have been talking about it for a while. It's like, and, and uh, Spotify has made it easier for us to upload videos. So I just went at it with my iPhone and did a little uh, work on the laptop after that. And, uh, got things loaded up and i think it turned out pretty well for our first time yeah i i john that is such a huge breakthrough for us uh uh you know we can incorporate some of that into our life uh, into our sports and our baseball and and football basketball coverage it's going to be a, a a huge game changer we've done so well with just audio uh uh so that's that's going to help us out a lot uh, we were on the Dog Pound Radio, and we set all the uh, uh, viewership records over there. Uh, tell our listener uh, you can hear you can hear it on on Brown Guy Radio. Uh, but tell our listeners about that episode, why it was successful, and what was so fun about it. Well, we uh, we were live with Coach Banks and Coach Doherty this past Sunday on uh, Dog Pound, and uh, we were on. Facebook Live, and uh, then, uh, gosh, I think it's there on several platforms as well. And uh, it was kind of like when you watch it, watch the video, it was kind of like watching those 
the opening segment of the Brady Bunch, where you have all the different squares and uh, all the, the floating heads, so to speak, in that. But we were all together at the same time. You, Scotty, Coach Doherty, Coach Banks, and myself, the five of us. And we had a really great conversation. And the coaches did a great job of uh, asking us guys from round guy radio the questions is we're we're used to being the ones that ask the questions so it was a little different being in the other seat and uh answering the questions and they kind of stumped us on a few things they kind of made us uh i don't know go in our heads a little bit but they also we they also let us do some things that made them laugh and uh it was really a good time and if you want to put Faces with the voices, that's a good way to do it. Well, and another thing that came out of that is uh, uh, they have a, uh, their shows on, uh, on, it's on Facebook Live and it's on uh, all the podcast stuff, but they're also on uh, iHeartRadio and we struck a deal with the Dog Pound. Uh, we're going to put five episodes a week, uh, give them, send them to them, and they're going to put them on iHeartRadio for it. So that's a, a, a little expansion. Uh, what do you think that's going to do for the Round Guy Radio uh, audience? And that'll be on their their format on Dog Pound on iHeart, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, any opportunity where we have a chance to bring Round Guy Radio, Radio Free Iowa to new listeners and uh, current listeners and beyond, I think it's a great thing. All right. We got Athletes of the Week, and we're a little behind on that. Uh Scotty Melvin and I, uh, Andy Kretzinger and I, uh, came up with a list. Uh, uh, first off, uh, we're going with golfer from the Washington Demons, Roman Roth. Roman Roth is a multiple tournament winner. Uh, he is clearly, I think, head and shoulders, uh, the number one golfer in Southeast Iowa at any level. Uh, Roman Roth, Washington Demons, is a athlete of the week. And then we come up with four uh, four athletes of the week. One of them's a second timer, uh, uh, and they're all Columbus Wildcats, and they're all on the track team that went to uh, uh, I think it's the relays that they finished sixth at the Drake Relays up there. And we got two time winner Tristan Miller, Caden Amagon, Jeffrey Hoback, and Riley Kalberg are also athletes of the week. Well, John, what are our listeners going to be uh, finding out about? here on uh, uh, Southeast Iowa today? Well, coming up, I've got an interview with uh, Jackson Bishop. He is the event coordinator for the Midwest Antique Fest and Flea Market, which is coming up in Bloomfield, Iowa on May 12th and 13th. And besides uh, antiques and fleas, they're going to have former cast members from the classic television show, Little House on the Prairie. So we're going to talk about who's going to be there and how you can see them and meet them. And uh, so that's a lot of fun. And I've always got something that I like to keep in my back pocket as a surprise, just so folks will tune in and check out Brown Guy Radio in Southeast Iowa today. Yeah, it's been a big, big breakthrough week. Uh, we got some great guests. we got some great sports. Uh, um, I'm going to, uh, as far as what, what uh, sports and stuff you're going to be looking for, baby, we are full on board with the baseball. We're going to get all the – I put up two uh, – we talked to the Wilton Beavers coach yesterday. We talked to the uh, Sigourney Savages coach yesterday. 
I'm going to be talking to uh, the Kyoto Eagles, uh, Coach McCombs over there. Uh, we're, we are uh, flying high with the baseball. And uh, I've got some foot, more football. we got the uh, Washington Demons up this morning. We're going to be talking to the Oskaloosa Indians coach. Uh, just a lot. Just stick around. Just If you like baseball, and, and we're going to keep with the football, uh, and the baseball is going to get pretty heavy. Man, you've been waiting a long time for this. Yeah, I love baseball. Baseball is my thing, you know, uh, my favorite favorite sport by, by so much. Uh, but uh, um, uh, we are wrapping up the spring sports and moving hard into the summer sports, and we are really excited to uh, – and there's going to be a lot of football, uh, you know, as the schedules are out and the teams are going to start practicing and everything, and we'll – We'll keep you up on, on all of it. Well, uh, anything else before we cut the intro off here, John? Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa. I knew that one was coming. All right, stick around. We've got Andy Kretzinger with sports. This episode of Round Guy Radio Sports has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank. Over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you, located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. And Richardson Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa. We're talking to Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union, who has a report on the Southeastern Conference's uh, golf uh conference championships that were today in Fort Madison. Welcome to the program, Andy. Thank you for having me. Well, uh, you uh, were down there, and then you uh, it took a while to get the results and everything in, but you got them in. Uh, what, what, uh, give us a little rundown on what happened uh, in Fort Madison on the golf course today. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, first off, there's the Southeast Conference Championship, which is um, along with Fairfield, Fort Madison, Keokuk, Mount Pleasant, and Washington, who have played the Southeast Conference uh Spring slate. Uh, it's also uh, Burlington's Conference Championship. Now, Burlington doesn't play the regular season in the spring. So this is their first time with the rest of the conference. And, and going into the tournament, uh, Washington was definitely the favorite out of the five that we knew or that you know had been playing together. Um, but you, we knew that Burlington had uh, some really good golfers and that Fairfield probably had a chance if they played really well to beat them. Um, but it was the Washington Demons uh, winning the team championship this year. Um, with a 302, which was uh, 23 strokes better than Burlington. Burlington second, Fairfield third, four mats and fourth, Mount Pleasant fifth, and Keokuk sixth. And um, this whole year, um, it's been Washington just a little bit ahead of Fairfield 1-2 all year when they've been playing in these tournaments. Uh, four mats and MP and uh, Keokuk have all been pretty close to each other and have kind of traded on and off on that four, uh, fourth spot, but um, we have a back-to-back conference champion in Washington's Roman Roth. Um, he uh, didn't win it his, his freshman year, but the next two years he has, has won the championship. He, he's kind of shown um, since he's been in high school that he's, he's been one of the best golfers since he was a freshman. Well, um, uh, go ahead. The first time I physically met you, I mean, we talked on the phone many times before that. Yep. It was a- Last year at this uh, same event in Fairfield, yeah, and I, uh, I believe I did interview him. Uh, yeah, he might Norman have. Ross. Yeah, he's a 
he, I mean, he, he, he's, as I said, he bursted onto the scene. I mean, he's actually a Waco student, which, which golfed with Washington at first, I do believe. And then he's now, he's actually is a Washington student. So he's there for, uh, for other things, but, um, Burlington's, uh, Mateo Rascon was two strokes behind Roth and then Washington's Drew Conrad third, um, Burlington's Thomas Rascon, uh, was fourth. Um, and then, uh, Rajan Roth, uh, tied for fourth, um, with a 77 and then Nick Matheny, uh, of Mount Pleasant sixth with a 79 and, um, Fairfield's Max Wheaton. And Washington's Tiegmeyer were uh, were right behind Nick Matheny, tied for seventh with an 80. And I'm just realizing that I uh, messed up the uh, tweet on this, so I'm gonna go ahead and go through and fix my um, fix my tweet here. Okay. Um, but uh, um, so yeah, um, as I, so I mean, Washington won by 20, uh, 20 something strokes. As you see here, we got we got demons. You know, one, two, three, four of them in the top uh, eight here. So um, it was uh, they won comfortably enough. Um, Roman Roth, I when I when I got there today, the number ones, the the favorites, um, had just gotten done with their front nine, and Roman Roth uh, shot a 33 on the front nine. So he was already quite a bit ahead. Um, but we knew that um, I knew that, that Burlington kid that that Rascon uh, was only four strokes behind him coming into the back nine. Crept up on him a little bit, but uh, Ross had too much. I uh, got a six on eighteen, so he made it a little interesting. But um, but yeah, Washington has won every single regular season SEC meet in boys and girls. So now they've won the conference boys meet. So now uh, if they if and when they win the conference girls meet, they would take a. A miracle for them to not win the conference girls meet. Uh, the Demons will have a full-on golf sweep in the SEC this year. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Uh, well, uh, last year I believe Burlington won this event. They uh, they have a lot of great golfers. Um, uh, you said they finished second. How how did how did their uh, team do? Yeah, they sure did. And, and yeah, that was the thing. Last year uh, Burlington came in and won this thing. Um, Mateo Rascon, who uh, shot a seventy-two for them as a senior. Um, Thomas Rascon, uh, who shot a 77, he was their second best scorer, uh, a sophomore. Then they had um, a junior in Carson Ziegler uh, shoot an 83, and it, it, their fourth score was a 93, uh, another junior, Thomas Field. So it took a little while to get to that fourth score. Um, but you, you can tell that they're you know, right up there with Washington. Now, uh, Burlington had three seniors on the team this year. Um, uh, two of those did not score, so only one of their four scores was a senior, but they'll lose – uh, uh, you know, a, a huge, their number one golfer and two of their other varsity golfers next year. So um, Washington uh, has just one senior, Isaac Vetter, who shot an 87 today. He didn't score for him. So five of the six demons will be back next year. So they should be uh, favorites next year. Fairfield loses a lot. They lose four of their seniors. Fort Madison loses four of their seniors. Uh, Mount Pleasant loses two, but that all, that includes um, Athene, their main guy. So uh, not only did Washington win this year, but they also set up really, really well for uh, next season moving on. Well, uh, very proud of the, the Washington Who finished third in this deal? Um, see here, we got Washington, it went Washington, Burlington, and then Fairfield finished third. And then there was a big gap, um, which those three teams are, have kind of been a step up from the other three all year. Um, but uh, so Washington shot 302. Burlington, 325, and Fairfield, 334. Well, uh, I saw Max Wheaton, uh, some pictures of him on the course. Uh, 
on the Facebook page. Uh, uh, how did he do today? He shot an 80. Uh, so he led Fairfield in his last conference meet here. Shot a 41 on the front, front nine and a uh, 39 on the second nine. I saw him uh, on a couple holes. And so he, uh, you know, he was one of the kids that, there were a handful of kids that you could have saw winning it. Uh, you know, th those three Washington kids along with Rob. Um, I think uh, Nick Matheny from Mount Pleasant and Max Wheaton from Fairfield were two kids that definitely could have won it. Also, uh, Eisner or Sam Wheaton, I think, from Fairfield also could have won it if they, had, if they played really, really well. Um, those were kind of the kids that were in the mix for the individual championship. Um, and, you know, Wheaton usually plays with – so Wheaton from Fairfield usually plays with Roth from Washington, they're playing together today, and then Matheny from Mount Pleasant a lot of times plays with them as well, so they're pretty used to each other, but uh, they've traded on a little bit. Roman usually gets the best of uh, of the rest of the crew, and uh, and we've seen the last couple years in conference with these 18-hole courses that uh, Roman seems to shine in, in those situations. So, um, But I should say this was, um, there are two former champions here because uh, Matheny from Mount Pleasant won it two years ago, and Roth won it one year ago. So this this tournament had two different champions. Uh, Max hadn't won it. Um, he's come close a couple different times, and he's been one of the best uh, golfers uh, in the SEC. But um, let's see what he got. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, tied for seventh today. today. Uh, I think that was around what he did last year as well. All right. Well, uh, is there any other uh, players you want to mention? Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to go through the um, – no, I'll say that, um, you know, Fairfield, along with uh, Max, uh, Max shot an 80, Dev Eisner 82, Sam Wheaton 83, and Landon Norder of uh, nine, uh, 89, and then back to uh, Mount Pleasant um, after Matheny. We had Nate Disming shot an 84, Reese Kaufman shot a 91. Um, Mount Pleasant has a little bit of a gap uh, before their fourth score pretty much every tournament, um, and there was a little gap today. But Isaac Zillman was the was the number four guy for the Panthers today, one sixteen. They and uh, they usually the the three of the Panthers um, at the bottom usually kind of fight for that fourth score a little bit. So and then Washington, I mentioned um, Roth, Roth or Roth Conrad and Roth, but Teague Meyer had their fourth score today with eighty. So those are your scores from our Southeast uh, or from our uh, Southeast Iowa Union area teams. Um, for any Keokuk fans, your number one. Uh, Number one today was Briar Linder, who scored 90, and Tato Shea with a 91. Um, and then for Madison, who, um, what, uh, beat, let's see, for Madison beat Mount Pleasant uh, today, which was big for them because Mount Pleasant usually beats them, so they did jump a spot from the regular season. And that's um, Aiden Pinnock shot an 84, and Brady Wade shot a 92 for the top two uh, for Madison Bloodhounds. Well, what's next? Are, are some of these teams done, or – Maybe some individuals going on, or uh, I know they got the districts coming up. Uh, Burlington's done because they usually play in the fall, so this they, this is like they just come to play this one, baby. Yeah, they just have one one event in the spring that they can play. Yeah, which makes it impressive that they're they're competing. Uh, the others are not done. Um, the boys' districts will be. Let's see, is this next week? I know the girls' districts um, and tennis districts start next week, but it might be a little while before boys. Uh, boys varsity sectionals. Oh, so the sectional tournament is in Washington on May 10th. So that so that you have to get two steps to state. But um, they're starting things out at 10 a.m. on May 10th in Washington. And I believe all of, uh, at least all of our area big schools are, are going to be there at Washington Golf and Country Club. So then they have to get past sectionals. 
uh, and then get to the substate or regional or whatever they call that next round. And then, and then if you get past there, uh, and you can do it individually or team wise, then you're you're going onto the state uh, meet. We've been talking to Andy Kressinger, who has been covering the sports for us uh, this morning. On uh, 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 tell us about the Southeastern Conference Golf Tournament. Thanks for being with us, Andy. Thank you. Well, today our special guest is a very good friend of mine, uh, Don Ternagel. You might know him as Donzilla, uh, but he has be, uh, transferred uh, from a primarily stand-up comedian to a, a movie producer. Uh, welcome to the program, Don. Hey, Dave. Well, it's it's great. To, it's always great to talk to you, and you always have so many interesting things going on. But uh, uh, you you've got a, a movie in the can that's out on Tubi. Uh, let our listeners know about the movie, what it's about, and why they'd enjoy watching it. Well, it's uh, about a small-town strip club, Midwest strip club, called Flirts. And basically, the story is about the, the the mayor gets a DUI and is with a prostitute. So the whole town, because he's a popular young mayor, so the whole town blames the strip club. Like, oh, we got to get rid of that place. So the city council goes into work. And basically, the storyline is... Um, the uh, strip club owner, she's going around town trying to convince the city council to keep her place open and renew her licensing. So she comes up for licensing every, uh, you know, half decade. They have to come up with licensing. So it's basically her trying to politic around the town to get enough votes to keep her place open. So well, that, that sounds pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, it got everybody up here riled up because it's it's fictional, but... Uh, the story's not too far off from what they've been trying to do here in Waterloo, Iowa. There is a strip club named Flirts, and we just called the movie Flirts because the strip club let us shoot there, and, you know, the signs are all on the wall, so we just used that as the name. And a uh, pretty cool little spot. I mean, a nice, nice guy. Uh, the guy who runs the place is so nice that he knew when we were coming down to shoot, he knew I only can drink scotch. So he ran and got a bottle of scotch and came down. He said, well, I knew this is the only thing you like to drink. I want to make sure I had what you wanted to drink here. And I found out this is your kind. I'm like, that's a, the guy's, it was total class. So, and it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, there's some nudity in it, but it's not, I mean, none of my movies have any sex in it or anything like, we don't do any of that stuff, but you know, a little nudity. I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad, but, but you know, you do anything, everybody gets riled up. You do love scotch. Uh, yeah, I've seen you consume a, a lot. Of this is the only only thing I could drink. You put a beer in front of me, it'll make me sick. Yeah. Bourbon, I'll have a headache for a week. Uh, vodka, gin, I can't drink anything. The only thing I could drink is scotch. I go to bed, have nice little lucid dreams, and wake up all ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I I don't know if it's uh, whatever my ancestral liver is is can uh, <laughs> handle scotch. Anything <laughs> else, man? Gin, I don't. Yeah, that's. I couldn't have been around in the 20s with gin. I, that would have messed me all up. I remember uh, Mike Harville and I bought you a nice bottle of scotch when you came to a tunnel. Oh, yeah. We had the green room. That was a fun night. Oh, man. That was that was a good show. Uh, yeah. You were you were quite popular there at a tunnel. Uh, well, uh, tell me a little bit. Who, is there any actors? Uh, uh, who's the actors in this movie? Uh, Rebecca Lee McCarty. Um she was in uh she's in a couple movies for me and uh she's in the next movie we're making a g-rated basketball movie and i the originally wrote it for a guy but i couldn't find an actor to play it nobody wanted to do it and then she just said hey uh you got a role for me and then she was the only one to call and i'm like 
well, screw it. I'll just switch the lead role to a girl and <laughs> change it around and throw you in it. Um, so, I mean, that's a, that's a problem with our level of filmmaking. You, you can write what you want to do, but ultimately you have to, like, take inventory of what you have and just make movies based on that. Like, okay, these are the places I have. This is what we can do. These are the people we have that you know are in the area. So I mean, it's uh, the equivalent of trying to make a house. You're like, I want to make a house with oak wood. Well, you don't have any oak around. You have a, a bunch of other wood. So you have to cut down the wood in your area to make the house. You know, you make it basically out of the wood that's around. That's kind of the only way I could think to explain it. You know, that reminds and, me. I used I talked uh, last year. I interviewed the, the head football coach of Martinsdale St. Mary. And I said, well, what kind of offense do you guys run? He said, well, last year we had a real strong-armed quarterback and some really fast receivers. We threw all the time. But this year I've got some pretty good running backs and a quarterback that don't have that good of an arm, so we're going to run. You know what I mean? That yeah. was the, that's exactly yeah, what that's you're gonna, talking about. I mean, you basically have to, you have to do what you have. Um, I mean, high school football is exactly the same because you, you can't go out and recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get the class you get, you get the guys you get. And I mean, some year you might have uh, five bruisers along the line and you're like, okay, we're going to go five, two on defense and, uh, try to edge rush. I mean, and then, uh, the next year you might have a bunch of small guys that are fast. You're like, all right, let's go three, four, you know, on defense. And I mean, it, it's weird at high school football coach and they have to change it every plus. Then you got a key player that's hurt. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I mean, basketball, kind of the same thing. You, I mean, like, okay, we got some big slow guys. Uh, let's uh, let's pack it in and beat them up a little. Let's and, turn it into a scrum. And if you're yeah. coaching a school like O-Line or something, you maybe have 30 or 40 boys in the entire school to work with. Yeah, that's that's true. Well, uh, sports are dying, too, because less kids are going out for football because, well, and nobody – I mean – Nobody wants to go out in August and get punched. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can just do that on a video game now. Um, yeah, that's so. One thing about football, you know, who really wants to play it is the everybody wants to play at the pep rally, but nobody wants to play August fifteenth when you're doing it. Uh, you know, out there in the sun on a seven o'clock in the morning, August fifteenth. Nobody wants to do that. We got a little off track here, but uh, oh yeah, sorry, you got me talking sports. No, I got another question. It's going to take you further off the track. Uh, uh, you know, we cover high school football here, kind of built this network. Uh, uh, Waterloo, uh, that area. Is there any high school football players or teams that uh, we might want to keep an eye on that you know of? Um, don't really follow it that much. Uh, I mean, I got a kid that's, you know, eight. So, I mean, you have, I'm just outside playing uh, baseball. He likes baseball, yeah. so I've been playing baseball with him. But I haven't been to a high school football game in years, but you got – uh, Waterloo East, who has the longest win streak uh, in the state and the longest losing streak in the state. So that high school owns the record for both. Like back in the 60s and 70s, they were untouchable. Now they can't get anybody to go out. Uh, Cedar Falls has been good. Uh, and we've got some teams around the area that have been pretty good. Don Bosco is an eight-man. They're a juggernaut at oh, eight-man. Yeah. That's a Catholic school. You were, you were watch that eight man? Uh, uh, yeah, I, we do, do. I mean, that's one we we cover eight man probably better than anybody in the state. It's uh, it's crazy. It's a smaller field, and I mean, you just took a couple. It's just like you took three linemen out, and it's 
it's fast. I mean, it's like it's it's kind of a fast game, and it's it's interesting to watch. And it's high scoring and uh, all full out. I like it. It's a little like arena football. It is. It's a lot like arena football. But I mean, you have a few guys that could seal the edge and a couple of quick guys. Oh man, you're done in that game if you can't. Uh, you know, if you can't contain, but. Man, there's some there's some basketball scores in that uh, in that game. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, we covered the Waco Warriors all the way to the state uh, title game last year. With, from the beginning of the season to the uh, they lost the state title game. That's the only game they lost all year long. Well, well and, and one end, um, somebody said, "Well, this is sad that it's got to go to eight man." I go, "No, it's good that they have eight man so they can keep football." Yeah, I uh, mean, it's a way for smaller schools to keep it, and I mean, otherwise, there would have been no football. Well, let's get and back on on topic. You uh, got you, bud. You got you got this this movie. Uh, let our listeners know how they can watch this movie, and then high, real quick, go over some of the, like in a minute and a half, go over some of the movies, other movies that they might want to check out. Well, all the movies are on Tubi. You can just enter Don Ternagel on every movie. You'll come up, and all the old, actually, all those stand up. Uh, everything's on Tubi. Even the one um, in the tunnel, isn't it? Yeah, the one in the tunnel. It just, it's called Donzella, and it's just me in front of that red curtain. That one's up there. Um, yeah. You know who's the producer was, on that album? Uh, there wasn't an album. It was just a... Really? I don't know if we had an album with it. it I, don't, I don't remember. It was me. You listed me as the producer. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah. That, <laughs> that was 10 years ago. I, I can't believe it's that long. Oh, I know. That was that 10 was years ago. That was a great show, and I would really recommend anybody that... that uh, uh, likes to laugh to watch that yeah. episode. Yeah, that was fun. That was when we had the Todd guy come up. We called him Scotch Bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Scotch. <laughs> he had his head shaved because he had that that nice bald head, nice shaped bald head, and he had a Hawaiian shirt on. He said he looked like powder on vacation on a cruise or something like that. I remember that now. God, that was funny. That was That's kind of just how we started it too. I was just like, that was a weird start to that show. That was one of the funnest nights. They brought the bars into the theater. I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So they had uh, two two uh, places where you can go up and get drinks. I thought that was cool. That was a nice setup. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that theater. That was a cool spot. Well, well, we probably, well it's still there. It's it's still a cool spot, but yeah, I like that place. Yeah. Well, we have and been then, talking to Don Ternagel, uh movie producer extraordinaire. Uh, um. Well, thanks for being with us, Don. You betcha, bud. Thanks.